Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Somebody say Holy Ghost. I am feeling a little bit stirred up tonight. So you just doubled it right there. So thank you, Jesus. God, we love your presence. We love your goodness. Come on. How awesome was that video? Well done. Good job putting that together. That's, uh, that's six months worth of stats. Like you said, it's already exceeded well beyond that. And how many people know there's just more to come? Because uh, God never does anything. He intends for it to decrease. He's going to take us from glory to glory. And uh, I have, uh, we are about to send a team to New York City. And so they're going to go extend more glory, release more glory on probably the most influential place on the planet. So can we have the leader, Shana and Stacy and Brad, come up here? Everyone else who's on the New York team, can you just stand up where you are in your seats? Everyone else go to New York, you see lots of people standing up. <laughs> I, I tell you, and I'm not just saying this, I am stirred in my spirit for what God is going to release on the streets of New York. Just stay standing. We're going to pray for them in a minute. I just want to have, uh, have these guys just real quick just tell what they're doing so we can be praying specifically for them. I see you got your New York hat on. So here's Shane. Yeah. All right, so yeah, we're taking a team of 25 adults from Bethel, Austin to New York City. We're going to be doing street ministry. We're going to be in some housing projects. We're going to be in some different areas of the city. We have, I keep getting invitations. We, we're going to be ministering um, with George Ann Banoff's um, School of Supernatural Ministry. Uh, they've invited us in, our team in, to just pour out, the whole, just pour out fire there. Um, we've got a group asking us to come in and help them build a supernatural culture of revival. And so we're doing our first meeting with them. And uh, that's going to be probably leaders from different um, movements and, and uh, churches in the city. So that's really exciting. And then we're just going to be out there releasing glory and power and love and miracles out on the streets. It's going to be amazing. And a word that in worship that God gave to me was in the days of Finney, 1,500 revivals were released in a 10-year span in the Northeast. And what he spoke to me was it's going to be like the days of Finney in the Northeast again. And the fire of God's going to fall on that place. And guess what, guys? Bethel Austin has a part in it. Amen. Amen. Hey, tell you what. If you pray, their fruit is your fruit. And I don't know about you, but I want some of that fruit. So... Just put your hand on one of these guys that's standing or extend a hand towards them. We're going to bless them right now. Yeah. Eddie, thank you. <laughs> Eddie, we thank uh, God and Eddie. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. God, we thank you for your anointing, your presence, your grace, your blessing, and your breakthrough that's going before them in Jesus' name. We bless them. <laughs> Uh, with heavenly increase, God, and heavenly explosions. I really, in my spirit, I feel that it's going to be an explosive trip. And it, 
and an explosive team. I know you guys have been many times, but I feel like God is going to break the box in what he's doing and how much he does. So we bless you with fire and increase in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love the Holy Spirit. I love, I love the Father, and I love Jesus, just so we're clear. Oh, God, I, love, I just love God so much. I love what he does. I love how he restores everything he touches. And the presence of God is in this place to, tonight. So the healing, restoring power of God is present right now. I could feel it. He's at work in this place right now in Jesus' name. And even as I say that, uh, the, the shoulder blade, like inside the shoulder blade in the back, God is healing that. I'm getting a confirmation from Sandra. It leads our prayer. God's healing that right now in Jesus' name. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. And I wasn't going to go there, but there's just so much oil. If that's you, just stand up right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Rotator cuffs, if you need healing in your rotator cuffs, stand up right now. Migraines, stand up right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Um, uh, I don't, this sounds funny, but uh, the bones in the foot are off, and it's caused your toes to start to go um, opposite directions, so I don't know if that makes sense to you. Stand up right where you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jaw, jaw pain, complication in the jaw, just stand up right where you are. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Um, uh, ab the abdominal area, you need healing in the abdominal area, hernia, um, that type of thing, stand up. Drop bladder. Thank you, Jesus. Just go ahead and stand up right where you are. And carpal tunnel. Stand up. I actually see oil. Uh, early during worship, I saw oil, God pouring oil over people's wrists right now. Yeah, Father, I thank you for your healing touch. Just arthritis, just stand up right where you are. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, the power of God was present to heal them all. You know what? You know, you know what to do here in this room. Just go, you got 30 seconds. Just go release a miracle on somebody right now. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Uh, grinding in the neck. In fact, as soon as I said that, I already called out a jaw, but grinding teeth. Somebody who grinds their teeth at night, God is touching that right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. More. Come. Holy Spirit, come right now. We release grace, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for resetting the pelvic bones in Jesus' name. Proper alignment, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I, I, somebody who doesn't have the ability to smell correctly, just stand up right now and just start waving your hands so somebody knows. They'll get to you. You don't have the ability. God's releasing healing grace right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the oil of heaven that's pouring out right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Breakthroughs, 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 migraines disappearing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. We love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. Thank you, God. How many people could just feel God moving in that moment? The goodness of God is, is here. We're going to go on. We did, this, we did this the other week, and we had to, we had to turn the tap off eventually because just so much was happening. But listen, we're not going to stop and take time. But if God just touched your body in a significant way, uh, brought healing in a significant measure, you could just give a wave even as I go on through the message. Just wave your hand, and, we're gonna, and we'll just stop and give praise to God uh, throughout the night. What part of your body is God touching? Yeah, are you waving? Yes, what part of your, your hernia? Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Do we have a hand waving in the back there? What, your, your shoulder, rotator cuff, or just shoulder, shoulder? Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Listen, God can interrupt whenever he wants. So check your body. If you realize God touched your body, just give me a wave, right? We'll just stop and give God praise. How many people think it's a good idea to stop what you're doing and give God praise when he starts moving? So don't, don't be shy. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, uh, last weekend, I heard, we, I heard we had fun here. I was in Alabama with the team, but Dan McCollum was here. I heard that was amazing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, we were in Alabama, and, and God did good stuff, as he always does, because he can't do anything else, because he's good. And, uh, but we called out a word of knowledge the first night we were there in Alabama. Uh, we were actually in the, in the flow. We were giving words of knowledge, and one dropped in my spirit, and I saw somebody have a kin, um, an impact to the back of their head that left them with complications uh, from the impact. And uh, that, later that night, a lady came up, and two years prior, she had been in a revival meeting and fell over and hit, uh, there was no carpeting, tile floor, hit her head on the tile, her head bounced. Uh, she got a severe concussion from that and had not been able to read well for two years. She was college educated, she was a registered nurse, but her eyes would go cross-eyed when she tried to read. And uh, she, had, she went and got several uh, tests and opinions, and her reading retention had even dropped to a fourth grade level. And uh, two years of this, and that, and that night she was instantly healed. God, come on. Listen, she was instantly healed in that moment. And uh, she came back, the, um, that was Friday night, and Sunday she came, and she said, um, she, that day she read two chapters out of a thick revival book, which she had not been able to do, and that's when she explained about the reading uh, retention at the fourth grade level and all that, and she said, my comprehension and my reading speed are back up to my college ed educated level, so I can read perfectly, but this is what she said, she said, the only thing that slowed me down today was the tears. was the tears. I had to keep stopping to wipe the tears away because I was so undone what God had done for me. Come on, somebody give Jesus praise. Isn't that just the heart and the nature of our God, our good Father? And, and that, 
that really leads me to what I want to talk about tonight. And I want to talk about demystifying the anointing. Because everyone in here is called to be anointed, not just in God, but for God. So I got quiet. <laughs> Everybody in here has a call from God. Can I get an amen to that? And the, the anointing is for all of his children, all who have been called by his name. Has anybody been called by Jesus? Give me a wave. Been called by Jesus. Listen, the anointing is for you. And that God has, has restored the original commission to his people that, to go forth and multiply and subdue the earth. That, that where your foot treads, he's going to give you the land. That where you go, that Jesus goes with you. That you are called and being equipped to bring breakthrough everywhere you go. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. That, that Jesus, is, Jesus isn't the only one. How do I want to say this? Listen, he's the king of kings. He's the king of kings. That You, by his own design, he put himself in you so that together we could change the world. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. The anointing is for you. And, you know, I think, you know, the... Sometimes we, we qualify or classify, we've looked at even bad examples of the anointing, and we went, oh, the anointing is for the crazy charismatics, the anointing is for the wild people, and we push it off into a category that it was never meant to be. Listen, the anointing comes from God. One person got it. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, the anointing comes from God. And if it comes from God, we should want it. Amen? And the anointing, the anointing isn't, isn't a collection of gifts. He gives gifts for a purpose. The anointing is the manifest expression of his heart to see change and transformation on the planet. Come on. Oh, I can feel hunger for the anointing <laughs> rising right now in this place. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the, 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 the anointing is for everybody. Because we want to see God's heart manifest on this planet. Amen? We want to see Jesus get all his kids back. Uh, thank you, Father. That he's a big God. And he's got bigger dreams for you than you have for you. But how do we step into those dreams? That stepping into those dreams, understanding the anointing is part of how we step into those dreams. Taking them from dream realm to reality realm. Only Mark is excited about that. <laughs> how many people want to see the dreams of God over your life fulfilled? Listen, this is, this is a key for seeing the dreams of God fulfilled in your life is understanding the anointing, what it is and, and how it works. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> that, God, that God dreams about his kids coming home. That God dreams about his sons and daughters who were created in his image being restored to the original likeness. 
to the original way and the original design in which they were created. God dreams about cities coming under the influence of heaven and begin to mirror his nature and his ways. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God dreams of places that people just walk in and addiction breaks off. Tumors disappear. Marriages are restored. Fear leaves. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He's dreaming of a time when the old men will dream dreams. <laughs> Come on. Young men will see visions and they'll all prophesy. Thank you, Jesus. How many people know that God loves the world? He's madly in love with the world. Listen, the understanding the anointing isn't about getting another notch on your belt. And understanding the anointing isn't so that attention and praise can be drawn to you. I should get an amen on that one, right? <laughs> Understanding the anointing is so that we can draw all men, all men to him. That we can bring glory and honor and praise and attention to him, to the king of kings. But the, but the anointing is, is the ability to capture what's on his heart. And to see it manifest in the here and the now. How many people know that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? But God has a special place in his heart to show up as the God of today. Listen, we want to study revival history. We want to get stirred by it and encouraged by it. Amen? We want to dream about the future. But if we're only locked in those two places, it never happens now. That we pull on yesterday so we know what's going to show up today. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the, the, listen, the anointing is God's pre presence manifest with purpose. The anointing is God's presence manifest with purpose. How many people love the presence of God? <laughs> We love the presence. We come into worship. We love his presence. We love his peace. We love, we love that embrace. We love that spirit of adoption. We love his presence because he's a good father. But the anointing is the presence. It comes from the presence of God. And it is the presence of God. But the anointing is his presence manifest with purpose. The anointing has an assignment attached to it. The anointing has an assignment attached to it. The anointing to see healing. Right. What is that? It's seeing that dream manifest in the now. If there's an anointing for healing, it's no longer just the God of yesterday. We may use that to stir up our faith, our belief, our, our understanding of what's available. But when we tap into the anointing, it becomes now. Whoa. Somebody say the anointing, is now. the anointing is now. Thank you, Jesus. His presence manifests with purpose. I want to I back up a, a tad before I 
I go into the rest of this message, and, you know, we've seen God do so many amazing things. And thank you, Jesus. I got a, I got a friend here tonight. <laughs> we were in Kenya one time, and we'd done a, we had done a ministry trip and had an amazing time, and God did all kinds of ridiculously good stuff because that's who he is. And what he does, and we are done with the ministry trip, the quote-unquote part of the trip, and we're now got our team in the bus, and we're headed to the airport. And it's like a three- or four-hour drive on the, the dustiest, most, the largest pit holes you've ever seen in your life. You know, you could lose a whole Volkswagen in the pit hole, the pothole, you know, and we're dodging these in the bus, and you're like, there should only be two lanes of traffic here, but somehow there's six. I don't know how this works, but... Let's just pray in tongues, you know that? <laughs> so we're on the way to the airport, and the bus breaks down. And we pull over in the, you know, what feels like this tiny little, you can only see a few buildings, this tiny little village, and, you know, the driver and whoever gets out to see about somebody who can fix the bus. And we're on the bus for, like, a long time, you know, a while, just saying, I'm, like, napping. And then my friend, he's here, he comes, and he wakes me up on the bus. He goes, hey, he goes, hey. I'm bored. <laughs> now, this is, this is my revival running mate, friend, school of ministry roommate, right? We, turn, we like to turn the world upside down for Jesus. So when he says he's bored, I know he doesn't want to go get ice cream. <laughs> when he says he's bored, I, I wake up, and he's like, I'm bored. I'm like, oh, I know what that means. <laughs> so I'm like, hold on. Shut up, Baba so I get up, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go with you. And we, we walk off the bus, and without knowing it, we, we just we walk around this building, but we walk onto this property of this mosque. We don't realize it's a mosque at the moment, and this guy comes running out, yelling at us, you're walking on my property. And, you know, we could have started an argument with him, you know, and, and got the Bible out and tried to beat him over the head with it, and he's beating us over the head. Like, but we're like, hey, sorry, we didn't realize, bless you, because... You can, try, you can try and fight the battles where the anointing isn't there, or you can find the place, the land that the Lord has prepared for you. Find the soft spots in the armor. Thank you, Jesus. So we're like, hey, no problem. Sorry. And we walk around the corner from there, and what we thought was a small village opens up, and it's actually a much larger place than we thought. And there's this huge open-air market with thousands of people. Hundreds and hundreds of people, at least. And we look at each other, and we're like, oh, it's on. <laughs> and we're like, where should we start? And we're like, I don't know. These, they, there's some people breathing right here. Let's start there. And there's some ladies sitting in a chair. And we start, we got, my friend and I, we got one translator, and we start talking to them. And neck gets healed, jaw gets healed, back gets healed. And I turned to the translator, and I said, this is happening right now. Because I could feel the anointing for breakthrough. I could feel the anointing for the dreams of heaven coming, being manifest upon us at that very moment. And I'm like, oh, this is happening. I turned to the translator. I said, this is happening. I said, start shouting to the crowd right now that Jesus is in this place. He's healing bodies. Anybody who needs a miracle, just come right now. And he looks at me and goes, uh-uh. <laughs> 
to remind you that we're in a Muslim village. So he's like, oh, oh, you're crazy. So I'm like, oh, forget it. I'll just do it myself. And I start yelling at the top of my lungs. They don't understand anything I'm saying, but I'm making a scene and I'm drawing a crowd. And these people start gathering around. These ladies start testifying. The, the miracles start breaking out. The anointing starts breaking. I mean, people start falling on the ground on their knees, weeping, crying. Miracles are happening. As soon as you could touch somebody, miracles are breaking out. I mean, people are pulling on our clothes, starting to rip our clothes. Pray for me. Pray for me. Come this direction. Come to my house. Pray for me. Oh, and the crowd is swelling. Thank you, Jesus. It was kind of like the Bible. <laughs> dozens and dozens of people gave their life to Jesus right there in that Muslim village. Then they came, then they came with a the report. They're like, the bus is fixed. If we're going to make the plane, we need to leave right now. <laughs> and our, our first response was, leave us! And then I realized, I remembered I was leading the, the team. It was my job to get them back to the country safe. So I was like, okay, we better go. But Jesus had his way. Amen. The anointing. Uh, I want to I say this. There was, there was a point, you know, there was in the early years of just going after God's presence. Just so, so much. Just spending hours in his presence and so many things were happening at the time. I, I mean, I remember this one time I, I walked into a, a, a prayer room. Like, like, they weren't expecting me. I wasn't anybody. I just was, like, going. And I walked in, and I walked in the room, and this lady across the room fell on the floor and started manifesting demons. Of course, she got delivered. But, I mean, the power of God going before you. But, the, but this, this wrestle started to happen inside of me and, and as, as time went on, years went on. And because in the church, this, this false idea of what the anointing came in looked like. And it's like, oh, the anointing is just for those people who flop on the floor, those people who are irresponsible. That, you know, we need to be over here. We need to be responsible. We need to be good teachers. We need to be good stewards, all those things. As if in reality, the anointing is opposite of that. But I started to, I started to like try and get myself together, be a little bit more polished, a little bit more professional. Without knowing, I started to withdraw a bit from the anointing, and God stopped me one day, and he said this to me. He said, the anointing comes from me. It comes directly from me. So if you're resisting the anointing, you're resisting intimacy. The anointing comes from the presence, and the anointing comes from his heart. When God dreams a dream and he puts it in you, he doesn't just leave you there with a dream, but not the ability to fulfill it. Come on. The, the anointing is God's operational power to see that thing come to pass. Thank you, Jesus. So when we withdraw from the anointing, we actually are separating ourselves from some of the intimacy that God is making available. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. How many people want all of the intimacy that our Father is making available? 
So, so the anointing isn't just to flop on the floor. Thank you, Jesus. Which, you know, if people flop on the floor, okay, that's fine. <laughs> the anointing isn't just to see miracles so that you can say, look at me. The anointing is so that his friends, those that he no longer calls servants, he calls friends, those who know how to lean their head on his chest, those who are tapping into the dreams of his heart, have the capacity to see those dreams come to pass. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we all know, we all have heard the, the term, the anointing breaks the yoke. How many people have heard that? But I want to just, I want to jump in and look at that for a second. And what is, what is actually being said here? And it's, it's the context is God is referring to the oppression of the Assyrians over, over the, the Israelites. And in this context of, of the oppression they're experiencing, but God is delivering promise. And he says this, it's in Isaiah 10, verse 27. It shall come to pass that in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And so, you know, we turn that into you know, this, this pop state, Christian pop. The anointing breaks the yoke. But what is it actually talking about? It's talking about the oil of God's presence breaks the oppressive, the oppressive yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. The anointing breaks the yoke of oppression. The anointing breaks the yoke of slavery. And isn't that what Jesus came to do on planet Earth? In John 10.10, 10, it tells us that the, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But, but Jesus came to give life, and life more abundantly. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And listen, the first assignment isn't to destroy the works of the devil. The first assignment is to restore the vision of the Father. That just it happens to include destroying the works of the devil. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm going to preach myself happy. <laughs> Thank you, Father. And so when Jesus comes, everywhere he goes, he destroys the yoke of bondage. And he destroys the yoke of oppression. Isn't this the Jesus that we serve? Yeah, yeah. And he destroys the yoke of fear. Yeah, and he destroys the yoke of sin. He destroys the yoke of death. And then that same Jesus puts his Holy Spirit in us and says, now go and do likewise. Yeah, yeah. So the anointing, yes, it breaks the yoke, but it's actually an anointing from God to break bondage, Glory. fear, oppression, death. Holla. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, 
I believe God's going to release upgrades of the anointing tonight. Upgrades of the, of the oil of his presence to see his heart and purposes fulfilled on the earth. The Old Testament, in the Old Testament, the anointing oil. And that they would anoint, they would anoint kings with oil. They would anoint priests with oil. And did you ever notice it wasn't a drop of oil? <laughs> they would have a whole horn full of oil, a flask full of oil. And when, when it was time to do the anointing, they would go, guess what? Here's a grand assignment for you. You're going to be king. Ready? Boop. Aren't you glad that's not how it happens? That they would take the horn of oil and they would do what? Pour it over us. But here's the thing. The Old Testament is type and shadow of what's to come. The oil is represent representative in the Old Testament of the, the Holy Spirit being poured out. No, being poured out. In the New Testament, like, like poured out. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Listen, as I just mentioned, the anointing in the Old Testament, the anointing, the anointing is for commissioning. <laughs> Who got anointed? People being set into place, set set into office, set, commissioned with an assignment. You're going to be priest. Here's the horn of oil. You're going to be king. Here's the horn of oil. That's the Old Testament picture. What's the point? The anointing is for commissioning. I want to quickly read, I want to quickly read a verse, a great example, we all probably know about it in 1 Samuel 16. It's the story of King David and his brothers. And after Saul, God speaks to the prophet Samuel that he's going to anoint another. And he sends him to Jesse's house and he says, you know, have him send his sons before you and I'm going to show you which one to anoint. And in 1 Samuel 16, so it was when they had came that he looked at Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before me. Now what, what's happening is that, is that apart from David, there were seven other brothers and David was the smallest of all the sons to the point where he didn't even bring him inside to present before the prophet. That's a bummer day. Right? Here's all the other seven brothers. And the first one is the, is the tallest, is the leanest, the broadest shoulders, the one who on the outside looks the, the most kingly. But I want you to listen what the Lord speaks to Samuel, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance 
or at the physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Well, thank you, Jesus. What's the point? The point is, it doesn't matter what anyone else around you thinks. The Lord is the one who qualifies you to receive the anointing from heaven. He parades all the sons before him. And Samuel says, not it, not it, not it. And don't you have any others? And finally he says, I have one more. He's out in the field. So he says, bring him in. And in verse 12, so he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him. For he is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose and went. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> the point is that God sees your heart. And if you're hungry to do his purposes on the earth, then he's hungry to anoint you. And the, and the world will look at uh, your pedigree, but the Lord sees your heart. The world will look at who mentored you, but the Lord's not looking at that. He's looking at your heart. It doesn't matter how many letters you have behind your name, what your, what your financial status is, what your economic status, what your educational background is. None of that matters. Are you hungry to see his dreams fulfilled on the earth? If you are, then God's looking at your heart and says, you're qualified to receive the anointing. It's not something mystical, and it's not something just for, uh, you know, the, the TV preacher or the man of God or somebody who spent 40 years on a mountain fasting and praying. <laughs> the anointing is his presence. Manifest with purpose. Listen. Manifest for an assignment. So the question, the question is this, do you have an assignment? Then you're about to get an increase of the anointing. Is it, do you have an assignment from the Lord? Because not everybody, listen, it's not... Your highest call of God is not just that you come to church three times a month. <laughs> Listen, what is your assignment? What has God called you to? What has he spoken to you? What has he imparted into your heart? What has he breathed on you? Because what the Lord imparts, he anoints. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the anointing is for the commissioning. So the question is, what has God breathed in your heart? Because as soon as you have a God-breathed word in your heart, you have permission to access the anointing to see it come to pass. Do we get that? And listen, there's tons of promises in this word. There's tons of promises in the Bible. That's a good spot for an amen. Like, come on. There's, 
<laughs> How many people love the Word of God? It's full of promises, but there's a difference between the Logos and the Rhema. There's difference between information and revelation. You can have, uh, I've shared this before, but how many times have you ever read a passage of Scripture that you've read a dozen times before? Maybe a hundred times before. But this one time, you read it, and it's like it stands up from the page. It's like God reaches through the page and touches you. It's like it, it stands up and kisses you. It like comes alive. And you're like, you know that it's there before, but it's like, when did this get here? <laughs> wow, this verse is alive. This, this revelation, like, oh, God's talking to me. What's that? That's the rhema word. The God-breathed word. It's not, it's not just information. John 8.32 says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But you know that word truth can more aptly be translated reality. You will know the reality, and the reality will set you free. So the question is, what has God breathed in you? I don't mean what, what promises can you quote from the Bible. Listen, that's a good place to start. Get the word in you, memorize it. But it's not just because you can repeat it. So I, I feel like that even tonight, God's going to breathe on some people. God's going to breathe on some people, and he's going he's gonna to release some new commissionings. And listen, one of the greatest encounters with God you can have, are you ready for this? It's when you're reading that word, and he jumps up and he touches you through it. Don't, don't despise that. Don't think that's not an encounter. That's, that's the author who happens to be the author and finisher reaching through his own message, his own word, and imparting it into your heart. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> what has God breathed on? In John chapter 20, Jesus hears his disciples and in verse 21, John 20, verse 21, he says, So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he did what? He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's such, such powerful words there. He's, listen, this is Jesus, the Jesus, the one who saved your soul. <laughs> this Jesus who says, who says, as I was sent, so I send you. 
In the same way, in like manner, as I was said, how was Jesus sent? Well, he was baptized in the Jordan, and when he came up, the Holy Spirit. Huh. Huh. Listen, first the voice of the Father. Behold, this is my Son, and who I'm well pleased. That, that Jesus is commissioned by the voice, and then the Holy Spirit comes and rests upon him and remains. What is that? It's the anointing to break the yoke. What is that? It's the anointing to see the promises of his Father fulfilled on the earth. It's why Jesus would always go by himself on the mountain and pray. It's why he can say, I only do what I see the Father doing. Are you ready? Because when he sees the Father do it, he knows there's anointing available for it. Thank you, Jesus. What's... What's... Uh, he touched me. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. What's God? What's God breathed into your heart? What is what has God through the Holy Spirit? What has he breathed in your heart? And if you can't answer that immediately, then the question is, what is he about to breathe into your heart? Because I highly doubt you're in this room because you want to be counted in the category that average three Sunday attendances a month. You want to, you want to change the world for Jesus. Listen. I say it, and I'm going to keep saying it, that, that God created us uniquely on purpose. That God has created us differently, uniquely, gifted us differently and uniquely on purpose so that we'll need each other. Listen, the anointing operating on me is going to look different than the anointing operating on you. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's because it's only when we come together in his presence that we can be the full representation of Christ to the world. <laughs> I mean, I've got a passion to see people restored. I have a passion to see bodies healed. I have, a, I have a passion for so many things. But there's so many other things that God has put passion in his children for. And it doesn't mean I can't access them. It means that he puts them in you first so that it can awaken something in me. Then go, oh, there's more available than I've even thought or imagined. You know, I, um, uh, I took my computer, you know, uh, being on staff at, at Bethel in Reading, I took my computer. It was malfunctioning. Something's wrong with it. I took it into the IT department and dropped it off, you know, fill out the thing. This is what's wrong with it. And I said, come back tomorrow and pick it up. I come back, and they're like, hey, there's nothing wrong with your computer. And they open it up, and they do the thing. They show me. I'm like, yeah, it's working fine. And I told the guy, I said, man, I said, this is starting to annoy me. This is like the third time this has happened. I, I promise it was not working yesterday. 
And he goes, oh, I know. He goes, you'd be surprised how often it happens. He goes, he goes this is our thing, and we just have an anointing for it. Now listen, what does that mean? It means he's actually caught that he has an assignment from heaven. And his assignment is to make sure that, that, that the technical IT world runs for all those who are preaching and prophesying and doing all this stuff. He's like, I have an assignment. And because he's accepted that assignment, God breathed it in there, he's got an anointing. He's like, oh, you'd be surprised how many times people just bring their computer in the room and it starts working. Because I have an anointing. So the question is, the question is, what anointing are you supposed to carry? Whoa. God's going to breathe on some people right now. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> can we get the team up here? Guys, can we get... Thank you, Jesus. God's going to breathe on some people. The Holy Spirit. Listen, the, the anointing isn't just to have a television ministry. And the anointing isn't just to flop on the floor. The anointing is to see his dreams fulfilled in the now. Listen, there's a lot of people who know how to have dreams in God. They just don't know how to grab a hold of them, pull them into the now. And they've been, they've been dreaming the same dream for 20 years. And they're waiting for the moment. And God's saying, grab a hold of the anointing. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can feel that. <laughs> Dreaming the same dream for five years, ten years, twenty years. And, they're, and they think they're waiting on God, but God is waiting on us. God's like, I've given the dream. Grab a hold of the anointing so you can pull that thing down. When you come into the presence, realize that I'm making my anointing available to break the yoke of everything that would stand in the way of that. I just felt good to say. <laughs> to, see it, to see it manifest, to see it come to pass. Listen, we're here with an assignment. We didn't come to play church. I believe that, I believe that the church is the answer that the world needs. But I don't believe it's our Western version of church. I believe it's God's version of church. The bride dripping with and oozing with his anointing because they've caught the fact that it isn't to get another notch on the belt. It's not to say, oh, I saw another miracle. It's not to draw uh, any attention to us. It's, it's because we've put our head on his chest. And we've started to dream his dreams. And we know that once he's breathed that dream, that he wants to make the grace, the power, the love, the anointing available to break every hindrance to that dream so it can manifest in the here and now. I feel like there's some upgrades. I feel like there's some upgrades. 
of the anointing available in the room. And God's, but God's going to breathe on you right now and he's going to give you a commission so he can anoint the commission. Well, if you believe there's upgrades available for you in the atmosphere, I just want you to stand to your feet right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In, ju in just a moment, we're going to have, whoa, uh, we're going to have upgrades of the anointing. I could feel, I could feel, I could feel fire just coming out of my extremities. Oh, shut up, Abukiandede. Whoa, thank you, Father. Uh, and Eddie already has been leaking oil all night. Feel like there's an anointing for people who haven't yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit to get baptized in the Holy Spirit tonight. Yes. Listen, if you're hungry for an upgrade, listen, if you have an assignment, if you have an assignment and you're hungry for an upgrade, listen, I don't mean Western church hungry. I mean, you're hungry to see that assignment that God's already spoken into your heart fulfilled. Listen, hear with the ears of your spirit right now. I'm not talking about Western church hungry. I'm talking about God has breathed something into your spirit, and you're hungry for an upgrade of the breaker anointing to see that thing come to pass all around you. I want you to come up to the front right now. Move out of your seat right now. And listen, if you don't have an assignment yet, the Holy Spirit's about to breathe on you. He's about to give you an assignment in this place. He's about to give you an assignment. He's about to give you an assignment. So if you don't yet have an assignment, I want you to put your hand on your heart. Wow, there's a lot of people up here. There's a lot of people up here. There's a lot of people up here. I hope you're up here because you know specifically why you're alive. You know specifically why you're alive, why your feet are on the soil. And listen, if you don't yet, that's all right because God's about to touch everyone else. If you don't yet have an assignment, put your hand on your heart. Well, in fact, even if you do, everybody put your hand on your heart because he's just going to breathe. Upgrade. Holy Spirit. Uh, Holy Spirit, whoa. Oh, there it is. 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 Jai. Whoa, upgrades. Uh, with your hand on your heart, I'm just waiting for him. I'm just waiting on him. I'm waiting on my friend, Mark. Whoa, I'm waiting on my friend, Holy Spirit. Whoa, some of you actually, it's, I can feel it starting. It's starting down here. It's starting in the inner man, in the inner man, in the inner man. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will begin to breathe assignments into people. Listen, I pray for your spiritual ears. Eddie, come up here. I pray for your spiritual ears right now. 
that you, by the grace, by the loving Father. Now listen, your assignment doesn't have to look like my assignment. That's why I told the IT computer guy his anointing. Listen, what is his assignment for you right now in this season? What's his assignment for you? Just let him breathe. Just let him breathe. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.